When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, Buffs fans? Welcome into the DMVR Buffs podcast. My name is Jake Schwanitz. We are, of course, presented by the American Raptors. Head on over to AmericanRaptors.com. Grab your free ticket for one of their rugby matches or stream all their games at that site. Enjoy the beautiful game of rugby. You can also check out the DMVR Rugby podcast with our guy Colton Strickler. Tons of great stuff going on with the great game of rugby. Again, that is AmericanRaptors.com. Thank you guys so much for presenting today's show. On today's show, we're going to be recapping the weekend of football in the Pac-12. We also are going to start off with some news on the coaching front related to the Buffaloes. The big news after this weekend, Brian Harrison at Auburn fired after two seasons. He was hired just before that 2021 season. He only went 6-7 and seven in his first year with the Tigers this year. Only 3-5 and five on the season. Auburn, a bit of a mess. There's a lot of controversy going on around uh, Harrison and what exactly was going on at Auburn, why he was fired. Um, you can go ahead and Google all that. Not going to get into that on the show. But another candidate is available and another team joins the coaching search this offseason. This was a guy that RK and I weren't too excited about when we did our tier list. I believe he was somewhere around the C tier. Could have been lower, but before this guy got to Auburn, Brian Harson was 69-19 and 19 as the head coach at Boise State from 2014 to 2020. In 2013, he got his first head coaching job as the leader of the Arkansas State Red Wolves. They went 7-5 and five in that 2013 season. They ended up going to a bowl game, finishing first in the Sun Belt. That's when Harrison left for Boise State. I believe this is when Chris Peterson left for Washington um, so the dominoes keep falling. He ends up at Auburn. It doesn't work out there as he makes the jump to the SEC. He is now available. As we mentioned, this is a guy who was very productive at Boise State, but just really struggled um, playing at Auburn or coaching at Auburn, rather. We'll see where exactly he ends up if the Buffs do bring him in for an interview or possibly even hire him. This was a very successful head coach at Boise State. Of course, the controversies are going to be something very much talked about in the national media. Um, we'll see how much that factors into how he is treated this coaching cycle and if CU even ignores him outright altogether because of what was going on out there. With that being said, and that little quick update on the coaching search, um, no one else has been fired as far as I know. Um, we'll see exactly how things kind of shape out here. It's getting to that time where CU is going to start making some calls. You're going to start hearing some things about this job, especially as we get closer to the end of the season. A very exciting time to be a Buffs fan, for sure. Before we get into our Pac-12 recap today, I want to tell you real quick about our friends over at Game Time. Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, shows, you name it, uh, with Buffs. Ending up uh, the football season, ending up, I believe there's two home games left 
Buffs basketball season starting up, you won't find a better deal this season on any Buffs tickets than with Game Time. They are created by the fans for the fans and guarantees the lowest price. If you love DMVR, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Also, shout out to our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Tons of great deals and promotions going on, including their stepped-up same-game parlays, where every leg that you add to your parlay increases your odds, and you can also parlay same-game parlays together. With their stepped-up same-game parlays plus, uh, go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. On the top of the screen, you can see all the ads on the homepage. Opt in to all of those deals that are relevant to you and get playing today. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DMBR and make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code DMBR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, with DraftKings, we got to make our pick of the week this week. We're going to stay in the Pac-12. This one's on Friday night. Oregon State traveling to Seattle to play the Washington Huskies. Let's take the Beavers plus four, man. Maybe even outright on the money line there, plus 155, but plus four on the spread. We know how tough of a football team they are. Washington, very explosive with Michael Penix, but they have their flaws. I think Oregon State can exploit those. We're going to take the Beavers plus four on Friday night. With that being said, we're going to get into our Pac-12 recap. Some exciting football going on within the conference this weekend. We are going to start at Arizona in Tucson. Probably the most exciting game of the weekend. Only five games played, including the Buffs. The Trojans traveled to take on the Wildcats. It was a very explosive game. Let's get into it. First off, there was no Jordan Addison, and there was a weird Mario Williams situation going on where he was dressed and on the sideline but didn't play. So Caleb Williams comes into this game without his top two targets. Not a big deal, though. USC moves the ball on the opening drive to just outside the Arizona red zone. That drive stalls. USC settles for a 45-yard field goal. And then Arizona gets the ball. Jaden Delore comes out dealing it. He throws a beautiful ball to the end zone from 23 yards out on his first drive to hit Dorian Stringer. He makes an insane one-handed grab to put U of A up 7-3 early. Then the Caleb Williams and Travis Dye show begins. It's a 10-play, 75-yard drive that ends in a 6-yard Caleb touchdown pass to Raleigh Brown, one of those receivers who was filling in without Addison and Williams. Arizona responded, however, with a field goal and a huge catch from their true freshman receiver McMillan on the drive. He is going to be such a dangerous player in the Pac-12. In response, Caleb... On the very next USC drive, starts hitting Taj Washington early and often. He would be the go-to guy for Caleb Williams with his main targets out. He gets a 46-yard catch and run. Overall, it's an eight-play, 75-yard drive that ends in a Caleb Williams two-yard touchdown pass to Brendan Rice, who finally had his best game as a Trojan last weekend. Arizona's only able to respond with another field goal despite being given a first and goal from the two from a defensive pass interference. But USC would have their own struggles on their next drive. A potential touchdown taken off the board due to a hold. They settle for a 56-yard field goal attempt that is wide. 
On the very next drive, Delore, with a massive play scrambling around and launching a pass for a wide-open singer way, way down the field. It ends up being a 73-yard gain, but Arizona's offense stalls in the red zone again, and they settle for another field goal. The score, the, the score at this point is 17-16 USC. USC responds immediately after that field goal. A four-play 75-yard drive thanks to a 70-yard pass from Caleb Williams to Kyle Ford, another receiver who came up big for the Trojans. Caleb Williams then runs in a five-yard touchdown to make the score uh, USC 24-16. The game gets really wacky here, actually. Arizona punts the ball on the next USC drive. They miss a field goal, and then Jaden Delora has a 34-yard run on the next Arizona drive. On the next play after that run, throws an interception. So a lot of back and forth going on there. On that next USC drive after the turnover, Caleb finds Taj Washington again for a 47-yard touchdown. The score is 31-16 to at this point. But credit to Arizona and Jaden Delora. They responded with a four-play 60-yard drive capped off by a 19-yard touchdown pass from Delora. It was a hell of a throw on that one, too. This guy is playing at an insane level, coming from Washington State into Arizona, really making a seamless transition in terms of his play. USC then goes three and out, and Delora finds Jacob Cowling on the next drive for a 37-yard gain, a 10-yard rush from the running back Wiley, followed by another 10-yard rush on the speed option from Wiley, ends up in a touchdown. There's The response by the Wildcats was massive at that point. They make it a two-point game at 31-29. Arizona gets real ballsy. They decide to go for two. They do not get it, however, though. And then USC reminds everyone and themselves who they are. Travis Dye and Austin Jones really just run the ball at a very high level the next few drives and ice this one for the Trojans. That drive after Arizona went for two and didn't get it was capped off by Caleb Williams' five-yard touchdown pass to Ford. That makes it 38-29. to The next U of A drive, USC gets a sack on Delora on second down to force third and 19. That eventually leads to fourth and 19 and a punt. USC ground game continues to roll at that point. It's an 11-play, 83-yard drive. In the fourth quarter, that ends in a two-yard Travis Dye touchdown run that puts USC up 45-29. to Credit to U of A again. They kept fighting and produced a 12-play, 75-yard touchdown drive right after that, but it was just too little too late. They faced a fourth and 12 from the USC 22 and converted on a Jacob Delora to Jaden Delora to Wiley check down pass. Uh, Delora finds Singer for his third touchdown pass. For the duo, uh, Delora to Cowing was good on the two-point try that made it 45-37, just too little too late for the Wildcats. USC recovers the onside kick. They run out the clock. A very entertaining game in the Pac-12. Caleb Williams on fire without his top two targets, 31-45 passing, 411 yards, five touchdown passes. He did add four carries for 14 yards on the ground. But all the touchdowns through the air, he found Taj Washington twice. Washington came up huge, seven receptions, 118 yards. Those two touchdowns. Kyle Ford also came up huge, six receptions, 114 yards and a touch. And then Brendan Rice, as I mentioned, his best game so far as a Trojan, five receptions, 62 yards and a touch. Travis Dye also 20 carries, 113 yards and a touchdown himself. On the other side, Jaden Delora, 26 of 43 for 380 yards. Three touchdowns, one interception. He was their leading rusher also with eight carries for 54 yards. Dorian Singer, a monster game. Seven receptions, 141 yards, and three touchdowns. Jacob Cowing, a solid performance. Seven receptions, 80 yards. 
USC able to get after Delora though. They were create they created two sacks. They got an interception. Bryson Shaw with the pick. USC just flexing their muscles and looking dangerous. Definitely still in Pac-12 playoff contention, but that loss looms large. Let's move on to Thursday night. This game was very interesting also. Utah travels to Washington State to take on the Cougars. Cam Rising surprisingly doesn't start. It's Bryson Barnes, the sophomore. No Tavian Thomas either. He didn't make the flight, so Jalen Glover at running back in relief for Utah. Utah opens up with a 14-play, 56-yard drive that ends in a missed field goal. It was a rather blah start to this game with two punts from each other after that uh, from Washington State and Utah. Washington State then opens up the scoring with a beautiful 29-yard Cam Ward touchdown pass to Stribling at the start of the second quarter. Um, Barnes for Utah starts to find a rhythm as he throws a beautiful ball to Money Parks. Utah responds with a six-yard touchdown run of their own. It is 7-7. Washington State goes for it on a 4th and 11 and Ward is strip sacked by Van Fillinger. Utah recovers. Utah goes 3 and out, but a botched punt by Washington State is recovered by Utah. Utah eventually scores a touchdown on a 1-yard Glover touchdown run. It's halftime. Utah's only up 14-7 without their top two guys in Cam Rising and Tavian Thomas. Washington State goes for it again on a 4th down on their opening drive of the second half. Utah stops them there. Washington State then does the same to Utah on a fourth and short on the ensuing drive. Washington State three and out after that, and Barnes starts making plays for Utah as a runner and a passer. Throws a five-yard touchdown on the tunnel screen to Dalton Kincaid, who had another nice game. The Utes go up 21-7. Washington State responds with a six-play 72-yard drive where Ward was dealing it. He started to play really well towards the end of this football game. He actually runs the ball in from seven yards out to make it 21-14. Two punts later, Utah fumbles the ball and Washington State recovers at the Utah 37. Washington State only able to get a field goal with 4.48 remaining, but Utah runs out the clock to win 21-17. As mentioned, Cam Rising did not play. Bryson Barnes went 17-27, 175 passing yards and one touchdown pass. In relief for Tavion Thomas, Jalen Glover comes in, rushes the ball 20 times for 76 yards and one touchdown. Washington State, that front, still playing very well. They made it tough for Utah to run the ball. 42 carries, 169 yards on the ground for the Utes. That is a 4.0 yards per carry average, but not the great averages and great games on the ground that we've seen from this team before in previous weeks. Dalton Kincaid, the tight end from Utah, seven receptions, 56 yards, and a touchdown. I talked about how well Cameron Ward played. Well, he went 27 to 31. 222 yards passing, so the average is not great. He had a touchdown, though. He was also the leading rusher in this game, only 12 carries for 28 yards and a touchdown. Washington State's run game, just not much going, only 19 total carries for 42 yards. Deshaun Stribling, the leading receiver, four receptions, 66 yards and a touchdown. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, Utah was able to force three fumbles on Washington State. Two of them were lost in turnovers. Um, In terms of sacks, Utah got to Cam Ward four times. Van Fillinger, one and a half sacks. Uh, Mohamed Diabedi, one and a half sacks also. Washington State only got to Utah or to uh, Bryson Barnes once on the game. It was a 21-17 game, weird Thursday night game, um, actually. But we move on regardless. Let's go to where the Buffs or who the Buffs will be playing next, and that is the Oregon Ducks. They played Cal. 
It was a close game early on, but eventually Oregon just powered over the Golden Bears. Start the game off with this. Three plays in, Plummer throws up a duck, and it's picked off by Oregon. Brian Addison with the interception. The teams then trade three and outs, and then Oregon on a drive moves into Cal territory, but is stopped on downs. Bo Nix misses a receiver on fourth and four inside the red zone. Very aggressive play calling from Oregon in this one. They come away empty-handed, but Cal then starts to find momentum. A big catch from J. Michael Sturdivant and Plummer start to find a rhythm before the third down pass into the end zone that is broken up. Cal has to settle for a field goal at that point. The next drive, Bo Nix finds a wide-open Hudson who drops the ball 40-plus yards down the field. It would have been a walk-in touchdown, but Oregon finally finds the end zone on a Bo Nix four-yard touchdown run at the start of the second quarter. Plummer then finds... His main man, Hunter, at wide receiver for a 57-yard gain. Eventually, on a second and goal, Plummer hits J. Michael Sturdivant for a six-yard touchdown pass. I'm pretty sure the Golden Bears actually had the lead at this point. Um, it was just a weird start. It was 10-7 for Cal leading this football game. Oregon, just as I mentioned, very aggressive. Kind of played themselves out of it in the first quarter. But we move into the second quarter um, with that next touchdown run. And that Cal response, Bonix continues to roll on his next drive on the ground and through the air. But he's picked off on a second and goal from the eight. It actually wasn't his fault. The pass was dropped and it bounced around, just found its way into a Cal defender's hands. Cal, though, punts on that drive. Oregon responds with a strong eight-play, 63-yard drive, where Bonix runs it in to make it 14-10. On the next Cal drive, Plummer throws an awful interception, and Oregon just starts capitalizing and flexing their muscles at this point. It's only a three-play, 48-yard drive for the Ducks. They find the end zone again at halftime. The score is 21-10 Oregon. Oregon then opens up the second half with a five-play, 75-yard drive to go up 28-10. A Noah Whittington 29-yard catch and run. Jaden Ott starts to get rolling a bit for Cal, but the Bears work it down to the 21 of Oregon. They have to settle for a 39-yard field goal. It's blocked by Christian Gonzalez, actually. And then we fast forward to the start of the fourth quarter. Oregon scores on a seven-play, 56-yard drive to go up 35-10. to 10. Um, Oregon will score once more, and Cal would have a pair of touchdowns. Final score, 42-24. Not really close in this one. Bo Nix, 27-35, three touchdowns, two interceptions. He added 12 carries on the ground, 59 yards, and three touchdowns on the ground there. Six total touchdowns for Bo Nix. Noah Whittington. The leading rusher for the Ducks, though, they're running back 10 carries, 66 yards. He was also the leading receiver at five receptions, 67 yards, and a touchdown. Jack Plummer only goes 20-33, 214 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Kai Milliner, the backup quarterback, actually makes an appearance in this game. Cal just not very good offensively. They struggled to run the ball again. Jaden Ott, only 14 carries, 57 yards, no touchdowns. Oregon got to the quarterback twice, two sacks by D.J. Johnson. No one else in this game got to the quarterback. And with that, we move on to our final game of the weekend. We will talk much more about Oregon as we get through this week and preview this week's game. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge Brewery, so many great beers and so many great beers for whatever season we are in. As we head into this fall winter season, why not enjoy a Broncos Country Pale Ale? Something light and crisp, but very crushable. Or also a Michael, not a Michael, a Vanilla Porter Jr. If you're looking for something a bit more hefty and a bit more body to it, uh, you could also 
Use their beer locator app at www.breckbrew.com to find a Strawberry Sky near you, a Mountain Beach Sour, any of their delicious beers. Again, use their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com today. Also, shout out to our friends at Ivaca TV. If you haven't heard of Ivaca, they are the new GOAT in Colorado sports. That is the greatest of all TV. Ivaca TV delivers amped up sports coverage for Colorado sports fans featuring Altitude Sports and AT&T Sports Network. Get the most regional content for the lowest price for sports in Colorado. That's Avs, Nuggets, DU, CSU, UNC, and MSU. You can also go on Ivaca, watch our DNVR Nuggets documentary on the 100 Invisible Threads on their trip to Serbia from earlier in the year. Um, it was a crazy experience for those guys still hearing about all the fun things that came out of that trip. Uh, the documentary is great too. It's only available on Ivaca right now. The trailer for 100 Invisible Threads is live now on our YouTube channel. Set yourself up with, with evoca.tv slash dmvr to watch your favorite Colorado sports teams and your original DMVR content. They have the DMVR channel. Anytime we go live on YouTube, we will be live on that channel. Very cool stuff. Thank you to our friends at Ivaca TV. Wrapping up this preview, only one final game. It's Stanford at UCLA. Not very eventful, actually. UCLA really took control early and often in this one. Stanford opens the game up with a field goal on the 11-play 61-yard drive that ends in a 22-yard field goal. Charbonnet got rolling early and often, running the ball and catching passes. It was a phenomenal game from Zach Charbonnet. He's such a strong and mean running back. DTR caps off the 12-play 75-yard drive with a three-yard touchdown run himself. The first play of the Sanford next drive, McKee is picked off by a linebacker right at the line of scrimmage. UCLA then scores in one play from 23 yards out on a Charbonnet run. 14-3 with 5.45 left in the first quarter. UCLA's defense was just outmatching Stanford up front and getting to McKee with ease. They have another monster 13-play 73-yard drive that ends up in a 31-yard field goal, makes it 17-3. After a Stanford punt, UCLA goes 11 plays, 80 yards, and Charbonnet runs it in from a yard out for his second touchdown. It's 24-3, and McKee is just under siege. He didn't really stand a chance. Stanford is able to get a field goal towards the end of the half. UCLA has another good drive that takes the ball deep inside Stanford uh, red zone, but DTR takes a sack. UCLA has to settle for a 41-yard field goal attempt, but it is miss. They end up rolling in the second half. The final is 38-13. to As I mentioned, Zach Charbonnet, a monster game. 21 carries, 198 yards on the ground, three touchdowns. He was also UCLA's leading receiver. Five receptions, 61 yards to the air. DTR, 18-29, 199 yards. Excuse me. He did have that one touchdown run. He also had 13 carries for 15 yards on the ground. Tanner McKee, probably his worst game of the season so far. 13 to 29, 115 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Just not much offense for Stanford um, altogether. UCLA sacking Stanford four times. Stanford managed three sacks themselves, um, but it just wasn't enough. UCLA rolled early and often. Stanford only had six points at the end of the first half. The score at the end of the first half, 24 to 6, ends up 38 to 13 final. Alrighty, guys, that is going to do it for me today. I am headed out to Buffs practice right now. So, an abrupt ending to this podcast, but thank you all so much for listening. And I hope you all enjoyed the Pac 12 recap. We will be back on Wednesday in some form or fashion, still figuring out exactly what our plan is for the DMVR Buffs live show with RK Gone. 
Um, do not know if we will have video, but there will for sure be another show on this feed on Wednesday. Until then, guys, thank you so much for listening. Skull Buffs.